Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the uh, Jawadian podcast. Is that what we're calling ourselves now? Huh? Yeah, new name, new name. We started out a little oh. different the first episode, but this is this is the new. We're rebranding already. <laughs> Excellent rebranding. Uh, my name is Ahmed. This is uh, Lalu. What's up? Uh, we got Shakur in there somewhere, and oh, then um, we also have Iana. So we're all here. Hi. Excited to be here. Three right. dudes and one female. So yesterday, we kind of just like went off the, uh, not yesterday, last week, we kind of just like started speaking randomly. We got a lot of stuff today, a lot of stuff. Number one, I hope everyone did their research. We got Dr. Seuss being canceled, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's being targeted by the cancel culture movement. We, already, we all know about cancel culture, targeting random people, you know, all, all that kind of hate st- stuff. Apparently... In one of his books, uh, what's what's the name of the book? Um, there were actually, a number of titles. It was a six titles. Six books. And to yeah. be honest, like he himself, Doctor Seuss. It's when I saw that came from the Doctor Seuss company themselves that said they yeah. felt like based on the times and the issues and everything that I believe this is happening during the George Floyd murder. He was mm-hmm. saying they were saying that in light of of you know our times now. Those books are inappropriate. They have yeah. in the books Africans depicted as apes. They have one about a Chinaman who's actually yellow and has very dr- dramatized features. There are also some other um, racist indications in the book. Now you have to consider timeline. These books were written in 1935, 1955. Not saying it was okay, but that was the spirit of the times. You know what I mean? At yeah. that time. But. So, one of the issues, okay, so his book, Mulberry Street, yeah. one of the issues some people had that they were, like, angry about is one of the Asian characters had uh, slanted eyes. Yeah, the Chinaman. Yeah, the Chinaman. So yellow. people were, like, a lot of people went on Twitter, like, you know, on Twitter talking about it. I feel like, I feel like they shouldn't stop selling the entire, like, book because the entire Seuss estate, they're taking it all back. Like, they're not selling it, no more nothing. I feel like they could simply rewrite it, you know? Yeah. Like, edit edit certain things, like, change up the their their animation or whatever, instead I, of taking it all the way off the market. Yeah, I um, can see that. And Ahmed, you know, he had a ton of Dr. Seuss growing up. You had, like, all yeah, books. Absolutely, I could totally. Those six here. books, though, I don't remember those six books. <laughs> I, can, I could totally uh, wait, wait in here. Yeah. Yeah, please do. The way... I do. I do not. I don't agree with the whole um, um, re restructuring of history. I don't yeah. agree with that at all. I don't like the whole um, let's go in and, and edit the books and all this stuff. Right, I think right. that I think that to remove them from a piece of uh, youthful literature or school age children uh, literature as like a required reading or something, then that makes sense. Okay. Um, but. It, you know the, the the responses from the public about this is really strange. You know some of the Republicans who jumped on there, jumped on this bandwagon and said, you know that it's being canceled or you know their response to it in right. general is right. just is just kind of weird. You know I, I don't know because they're they're using you know 
some of these political movements will use anything as a leg up to appeal to what they to their base if yeah. they think it will appeal to their base and i think it's just silly and kind of childish but all in all i don't think that in general dr seuss literature is critical literature for the development of children i think it's just silly goofy it's pretty stupid stuff you know it's and i read used, it you mean it's like being used yeah well I, well no i mean in general i read it as a kid but it was it's all pretty garbage stuff like you but I thought in there, one they had what in there? Redfish, bluefish. I love oh man, you can get fishes. okay. So, you can get he was the most wackiest person, he was super quirky. The um, toothbrush on my toothbrush. This is right, this is, right, right. Okay, this is all know. garbage. Not this is all, all garbage. classics, not yeah. all classics are necessarily good, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I right. appreciate I mean, the, the creativity in what he did, and I appreciated that when I was little as well. I would say that, um, there's a lot to be said about coming to the times and companies understanding that times have changed and that kind of literature is not okay. Should have never been okay, but it's certainly not okay now. What I would like to see is not just that they remove the books or change the books. I don't think they should change his story because I think it, it is what it was and it was written a certain way. Perhaps they could put a stamp on it and say, you know, this is the time it was dated and we do something different now. Yeah. Um, as opposed to remove it from the shelves, if they want to put it in an archive, in a museum, okay, go for it. Um, but I'm not saying glorify it. What I'm saying is, I don't think it should be, they should burn all the books. I don't, I don't think they should do that. It's not like it's like Hitler's book or something. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, um, so in that- They haven't case, buried Hitler's book. <laughs> they, they, they sell it on Amazon. I mean, it's banned in, in Germany though. But um, I wouldn't, um, I don't say, I don't think they should remove everything, but I did understand the arguments from the, the side of people that do have young children or the side of people that are saying like, this is wrong, this shouldn't be allowed. I think it was, uh, I don't even like the word progressive, but I think it was progressive, so to speak, for lack of a better word, of the Dr. Seuss company to say, hey, we recognize this and we want to do some. We want to do better. We're saying yeah. now we want to do better. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But um, I think that the way that they go about it is probably going to be the most important thing. I don't think completely removing and, and, and like burning all their books is. I don't think they should do that. I don't think they should or, the company either. Or they're just aware of the state of outrage marketing. And if you it, tell the internet and people that you can't have something, then they'll go and get it. Sales are up. It, it could be a sales. Plan, sales are you know? sales are up. It could yeah. be a trick. Okay. It could be. It could be, and that has yet to be seen. But at the same time, I think it's better for them to get ahead of it than to be called out by it. Do you see what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. the companies get ahead. That doesn't mean that their heart is there. That means that they're adjusting to the spirit of the times. Exactly. And so how there's a good business decision what, sometimes. Yeah, I don't see what a good business decision is in saying, hey, we're going away when you're if you knew you were going away, you could have quietly crept away to begin with, you know. <laughs> right, but right. you know, I don't it's big announcement, everybody. I mean that's a good I'm, point. I'm but... moving out. Like you know what I mean? And then yeah. it's like you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. What? That's what you're saying. It's it's but everything is done in the public eye now. People giving charity, oh look at me feeding a homeless person. Like mm. that's just that's the way it works these days. Yeah, it's it's all oh, yeah. kind of kind of oh, silly. Yeah. And I think I think the main the main thing here, sorry, I'll I'll let you go in a second, Corey. But I think the main thing here is just that it's not critical, you know? It's not critical literature. 
it's not critical to the development of children and um it kind of sucks so the conversation is just moot mm. so am i the only one that's team remove all books like to remove all books <laughs> 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 and i thought you were an avid reader what happened it. no i'm, I'm not communist i mean i mean all of it. like the six books i'm team remove the six, the six books, books. You know what? And I don't think that's a bad team. And I was team remove the six books until I heard another story where they were saying, why not just archive them? Because the reason why people were saying, it's not like you're removing a Confederate statue Mm -hmm. and you're saying we're not doing this shit anymore. Okay, I get that. But in this case, it's like, why remove, why whitewash everything? You hurt the history when you do that. And you act like yeah, racism is, wasn't a thing. You act like this these is a revisionist, that's revisionist a casual is, uh, children's book. And children's book have been known to be the ones that talk very heavily about political issues, about yeah. world issues. Children's books are known for that. So it is an important piece of literature to show that was the spirit of the time. Someone could be that bold to put something so derogatory in a child's book and it was sold as a yeah. regular piece of entertainment. So this, I, think, yeah, I think they're in a I big position, all, though. It's like, I think all. Wait, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. You you go first. All right. So they're in a good position because right now nothing has really come full swing at them. Like you were okay. saying, they can get ahead of everything because right. let's say they told the story themselves. Three years ago, Looney Tunes was getting canceled because a bunch of videos were surfacing on the internet of uh, Daffy Duck, nah, Bugs Bunny in blackface. You know all all that right. kind of stuff. We all even, knew even that. Tom and Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they didn't have a chance to get ahead of it. And, you know, they were, Warner Brothers was struggling with a lot of issues in that. Right. Dr. Seuss is in a good position where he can, or the, his estate. They put themselves they in a good position. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. he's clearly dead. But they put themselves in a good position by getting ahead of it and saying, hey, guys, we've got this thing before you come and scream at us. <laughs> you know, that was in the 50s or the 30s, and we're changing it. Exactly. Um, so I think that's probably a smart move on their part. But it's, it always strikes me when people are so outraged by literature and things that happen like, oh, really, guys, you were surprised about racism? Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? In the 50s, uh, Jim Crow laws still existed. So why would you be shocked that that literature was there? Yeah. I'm, I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. Here's what here's what I see. You know, um. I don't like the revisionist uh, history aspect of all this and go back and change. And, you know, because I'm not going to compare this to history to Hitler and uh, degenerate art or anything like that. I mean, it, it, I get those type of uh, images in my head, but the difference there is that the state was policing art and history and culture, whereas it has become an internal uh, sort of affair where the, where the people are policing it and the people are holding these companies and stuff accountable, but I don't care what a company does with their product or something like that. But um, am I going to go down and say that art should reflect as an individual, as an artist, as, as a person, do I think that art should be uh, retroactively edited to reflect something different than the experiences and the the mindset of the artist during the time, I think no. 
um, I think it should stay in the state that it was that it was created in and how it was perceived and conceptualized by the artist, even if that means something detrimental to your existing society. Um, if we go back and we look at like Born in the USA, that song uh, by Bruce Springsteen, who also has a podcast with a bummer right now, you'll see. And um, in that song, he says, you know, um, they sent me out to a foreign land all just to kill the yellow man. And I feel like people, when they hear sh stuff like that now, they'll, 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 when they realize that, oh my God, I can't, Bruce Springsteen was racist. Right. I, I, right. I, I just, I, I would disagree. I don't know if the man was racist or not, um, but it what is a reflection. It is, it was just about the Vietnam War. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know the specific year, but yeah. I know what it is referencing and so i right. understand yeah. that and, and so when you listen to that piece of art i'm not saying i'm not saying good or bad but it is a reflection of the That's times exactly i agree with that it's I about agree with preserving that. the truth instead of like erasing it like thank it never you happened. and instead of washing it over yeah, with you don't something. see the egyptians like re redrawing the hieroglyphics in the caves and everything right. of the slaves and you know you don't see that right. it's just about preserving the truth but i don't need to go back and to see 12 years of slaves now, if the story has been already told, I can exactly. go back and say, hey, there's this movie where it depicts slaves uh, and their treatment in the United States in the 1800s or something. But I don't need people to go, oh, can you make a 12 year slave movie to take me back in time? No, thank you. I, don't <laughs> I mean, people that. are, are going to be doing that even now. So that, yeah. I mean, the story is always going to be told how it's going to be told. And it's going to be told over and over again. So. Right. What I'm saying is that we can revisit the history if and when we want to through the medium of art that has already been created and instilled in the culture right. over and they time. Can, right, exactly. And they can say, like, we're not going to print any more of those books because it no longer aligns with our mission. Okay, so don't print anymore. But whatever's out there right. is out there. We're exactly. not printing anymore. So on That's the topic of all this literature, reading. Reading during the pandemic. I know, I know a lot of people don't read because I personally don't read. I know Corey <laughs> reads a lot. Corey reads a ton. But we have two generations here, right? Let's, let's say everyone's, everyone's, everyone's peace. What do you think about reading? Just reading. I mean, me personally, I've, I've ordered like, what, 26 books recently, 26, 30-something books, because I'm just trying to get my, all my readings in order so that I could just hit the ground running and and get them all finished but right now i'm reading uh joseph nye's soft power which is um probably ties into this story uh, this conversation of literature and dr seuss and everything a little bit uh so joseph nye uh his book soft power touches on the united states and other countries other superpowers who have historically used what they call hard power which is military force and aggression and coercion to get things that they want Whereas on the flip side of that, um, what he's talking about in this book is soft power. And the way I found this book was actually interesting. I, um, I was writing a blog post for my blog, Dire Hit Media, or direhit.com. And so I'm writing a blog post for my blog, and I wanted to call myself a nerd. And then the word was not nerd. I don't want the word nerd. So I chose a different word. I chose this word. Um, I was looking for a taco. And then as, a, as, as, a, as I'm saying, every word that I'm saying, I need to know the in-depth definition of that word and, and exactly what I'm meaning before I say it. 
So sometimes people use words loosely. I try not to use words loosely in writing ever, unless I mean to sound as if I'm using a yeah, word. Yeah, everything has to mean something. It right. can't just mean, right. yeah. So, right. a lot so, of kids, wait, go ahead. Oh, I was going to finish the story if you don't, if you don't care. No, keep going. Oh, so, um, so eventually I get to the word weeb or weeaboo. I know weeaboo from watching Filthy Frank on YouTube and how he goes crazy about that. So we're not even going to get into that. <laughs> but um, so I see the word weeaboo and then I go into it in depth and I realize how I uh, start checking wiki and they're talking about how 4chan popularized it and everything and um, how it just means to do, generally mean this fat dude in his basement in his mother's basement, um, you know, watching all this, uh, you know, anime and all this stuff won't get a job sort of thing. Doesn't contribute to society. So I was like, okay, no, that's not what I want. Part of this word, soft power, in that definition, I remember. So I just started following the breadcrumbs towards, um, I don't think it was soft power. I think it was uh, Japan affiliation. And basically what they were talking about is that, you know, um, how, uh, how American cultures and other cultures sometimes uh, um, fetishize Japan and Asian countries and everything. And they went on to explain that, that all of these things that we, we take that, that whole personality type and everything for granted. And that some of that, perception is by design that japan is cool has been a whole marketing scheme that they've been going about presenting themselves to the global world forever and they've been doing that and you see with korea's been doing that with their k-pops and um and their dramas and everything and essentially what the book is what what i finally find my way to is this word soft power and through that, I end up learning that soft power is the means that Japan uh, has been presenting themselves to the world by saying, hey, look, you know, we don't have to um, market ourselves with hard power, with military force and everything, if we can craft and create the perception of this comfortable and fun-loving and cool society for you is from the outside. Power? Yeah. Can I say, can I say from, something real quick? Yeah. <laughs> what did any of that have to do with reading? Yo, I was thinking the same thing, but <laughs> I was waiting it? for what the punchline. Like, I was waiting what for it. Seriously, what does that have to do with reading? <laughs> he learned all of that from reading. He's reading all of this, oh, and he was able yeah, to. Yeah, so no. The, so all of that brought me to this book, Soft Power. Okay. And, and basically, how governments and political. Uh, political figures craft their their messages and their perceptions as as they uh interact with others no just through soft power through okay. through in indirectly getting the responses that you want or that you need and do we you know what i mean like a, like a passive persuasion yes exactly like oh, that pass through through passive through a persuasion a persuasive method Okay. And okay. So it's like personal branding. Right, but that's the way on a country on a on a uh, on a national on a national level. Continental it's a big thing. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. But that that takes a lot of thinking and, and research and, and planning and reiterating. 
over yeah. and over. Um, but, you know, also I would say that Ahmed's perspective comes from the, he is a reader. Do you know what I mean? He is a writer. Mm -hmm. So writing and reading do go hand in hand from poetry to novels, this sort of thing. That's his. So, so he's a little, you know, clearly you can tell leaning to one side on that, not an average person who found themselves in the middle of a pandemic and had to turn to a book because yeah. they had nowhere else to turn to. So that's a little bit different. Maybe he dove in a little bit harder, but, um, Oh, I was but, just explaining to you guys what I was reading. No, no, no it makes how, perfect how sense. How I came across you, reading it. Right. And you, ex <laughs> you explained it actually very well. And it, I think that goes to show like how aligned you are with books. The average person um, reads like one book a year or something yeah. like that. So you're saying you read literacy. the average. Right. So the average millionaire reads what, 12 books a year or 24 books a year. So do you see what I'm saying? So there's huge difference yeah. between the average person and the average successful widely successful person and reading so, is a really important thing because like in school you know you know how people are always doing projects and stuff like that pre presentations and everything yeah kids do not know how to read i'm in high school kids what 16 17 18 they don't really know how to read they mm. they don't understand what the word parallel or or something like that would mean that simple things like that and they don't know how to how to form their own sentence, how to conjugate different words in their own English language. Yeah. Like, I feel like reading is a really important thing. And before the pandemic, I didn't read that much. Now, mm. I've, I've been reading more. Right now, I'm reading a book called um, Pimp by Iceberg Slim. Cool. It's, it's, a really, it's a really good book. I'm not going to go into, go into detail what it is. It's a really good book, though. And I, I've learned a lot about myself and about just the craft of reading and writing just yeah. by reading that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's so important it. because it's like you're expanding your mind. It's lifelong learning when it comes to reading. And I do a little of both. So I'm reading all the time, right? It's my job to stay up on current trends, to know about what's, what's innovative in the fashion industry, to know what brands are moving into sustainability. So I'm always reading in my field, but then I'm also reading outside of my field too if something catches my eye. But what I do sometimes if I don't feel like reading um is i listen to an audiobook so i'm reading it while i'm working in the studio so i'm like killing two birds and in that sense i i do like to read a lot of like uh self-help books um personal branding sort of things um how to pitch yourself stuff like that so i, I read those kind of empowerment books and i listen to them either while i'm driving if i have to do cross-country driving or something like this so I, di I do find that I, I found myself reading a lot more during the pandemic. Keep in mind, Just... we're not sponsored by Audible, so <laughs> don't, don't bring up. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't say a name. That was you name dropping. I kept it vague. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's how you get their attention, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Sponsor us. <laughs> Lord, not, yet, not yet, not yet. Lord has mercy. Ciao. What are you reading? Lord has uh... Well, I just finished rereading this uh, book called Jonathan the Missing Seagull. I don't know if y'all know what that is, but basically my dad, like a year ago, too, he just slapped in front of me. He's like, read this. Jonathan the like, Missing Seagull? No, Jonathan Jonathan Living, Livingston Seagull. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Livingston. Seagull, okay. yeah. And just, it's, about, it's about a seagull who's like trying to like learn how to like fly like Aww. better than everyone else. Like, not, he's like, he's like, just trying to like push his body to the absolute limit 
and like uh, he trains and trains to get shunned and tossed out like the flock into like he's one day reaches a level where he gets like another world and he thinks it's heaven where it's not actually heaven yet but he learns more and like this ancient seagull just teaches him more about like how you have to love yourself and like when he learns to love himself he's able to reach a new level of like speed where he can like transcend thought and then he goes back in time or not time but he goes back to his old world to teach the, the flock and he basically becomes like a prophet or a god but like he's trying to teach them that yo i'm i'm i'm, I'm just like you and you can be like me but like you gotta love yourself so that you gotta be like and he's just like trying to teach them that there's more than just like sitting down and eating food and like just waiting to die and he's like there's more okay you That's can do cool. you can do more and like, he teaches them like like to like to love flight to love yourself and so like that and it's really just about like you know what i'm saying like it's about like you know trying to be different and like not remain the same being your best self yeah mm-hmm. like self-actualization mm-hmm. That was actually a that was that was that was pretty wholesome. I was not expecting that. <laughs> well, I mean, he said his dad gave him, so I assume it would Seagull. be now. Let's take let's take like an immediate turn from the wholesomeness, okay. and let's go to the That's deep good. water. Oh, I see I don't it. Swim like, very well. We're going to the deep water. <laughs> the transgender community. Okay, we I have, didn't get this one. You said what? You didn't get this one? No. Go ahead. Okay, so we have the transgender community versus super straight a new a new uh quote-unquote sexuality that's going around where essentially super straight is people saying they can only like the opposite gender without being you know how you know if if you only like a, a biological woman maybe someone might be like oh you're you're discriminatory against a trans woman super okay. straight is is essentially a sexuality to protect straight people from those sort of things. So it's a sexuality that has to be respected. Okay, the transgender community what? finds what? it. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Let's the get transgender it community finds it as a ploy to be transphobic. Uh, so let's hear okay. everyone's thoughts. So um, I haven't heard this term super straight before. However, I would say that people get skewed with unfortunately our society right now pushes everything for everyone like everyone has to be for everything but that is not in human nature to be for everything that's and not so our society that's if, goddamn liberals listen to this if we're saying that people have the right to change their sex right people have mm-hmm. the right to, to to love the same sex people have the, the right to be a woman and say i want to be a man then straight people have the right to say, I want a person who was born where, where they, their sex was female, they identify as female, I was born male, my sex is male, I identify as male. There's nothing wrong with that. And, right. there, and I do not see that as discriminatory by having a sexual preference. Okay, let's How say- How is that discriminatory if- Let's say, um, let's say, I'm, uh, let's say I'm transgender, I'm gonna okay. advocate for okay. it. Okay, right? okay, okay, hold on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, you, you only want to be with someone who's biologically a woman in all, in all, in all areas. Perhaps I want to have children, perhaps, you know, why don't you want a woman? Why don't you want a woman like me? I've made the bridge. I've, I've had the surgery. I've, I've gone through all this. And I respect your journey. And I love that you're able to step into your true self. And you were able to come out and you were able to do things in a way that resonate with you. 
However, for me, I don't make myself love a thing just as you don't make yourself love a thing. You just mm. be. So <laughs> in my sense, I love this thing because that's what my body is physically attracted to. Now, my intellect also plays a part in here. And so that's where preference comes in. So you have things that you're attracted to and then you have your preferences, right? Right. The, um, so when I'm talking about attraction, I'm talking about that in a sense that you don't, you don't guide it. It just happens. Um, and then on top of that, as a human being, you're going to have your preferences. I like tall people. I like skinny people. I like fat people. However, you decide. Um, and so in that sense, in saying I want A, that does not say I'm against B. It just says I want A. Um, so this is this... how I see it. I, I think that if just in to saying inter... I want a woman who was born a woman <laughs> who can produce children, um, who I feel personally feel comfortable with, and I feel like I can be myself around, I can fully relax around. That's, that's important to me. So okay. relationships go more than just the physical. There's a spiritual connection. There are, there are things that need to be celebrated. So I want to this is what I would say. Go ahead. Let's hear the counter. I, th I think the term and this conversation should probably be taken as seriously as the website that defines it, which is mashable.com. It says a uh, super straight <laughs> trend on social media where users claim a new sexuality, which demands the same respect as those with marginal sexual identities. This is like the same conversation with all um, all the insecure white males who have been coming out and saying this hold and that, on, and like, on, they're, like, like they're racist, like they're racist wait, wait, or something is right. under attack. It's yeah, like, on, yeah that's what it sounds up. like. Wait, that's what, it doesn't wait. sound other, like a serious thing. Other that's voices, what it like. because, well, it's like because other voices, because, uh, because the internet has given a voice to other uh, uh, minorities and communities and, di right. and different so, forms of people and everything. Threatened. Yes, and it's the first time that you feel that your way of life is not the dominant. And it's like, right. dude, and people how do you scared. think everyone else has been living in this Their world whole life. since then? Or in the America since then? Because They've been living under the umbrella of what of of culture of american culture which yeah, at one time was largely white culture okay. right. and this is and this is the same thing that which sort dictated of societal here. norms and, and it's said like, that we demand other was bad what Let respect me, uh, are you demanding as a straight man like you need to stop being insecure you need to go get your life in order to get let me pay let your me, bills let me save some money up. hold up hold wait up. go ahead okay. sure. Yeah, hold on. Um, so if you trace this back, well, this was born on TikTok. Wait, it says yes, that, yes, that yes, it yes, was coined yes, on. Yes. How is how am I supposed to take anything seriously that yeah. was coined on listen, TikTok? Listen, 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 because that's a defense mechanism that some of them will use. Yeah, like, I think it's a defense. They, 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 they say they say yo, it's a we're, it's a joke because the uh, they double down on the joke. They made the flag the Pornhub colors, so it's mm. black and yellow or orange whatever the hell it is but yeah what it's flag? the point of colors the super straight flag or it's super straight. The oh so, so it's, a say, it's, a, it's, it's a joke it's not even real it's a joke it's a joke it's a joke we're yeah. not fierce but some of that jokes do stem from yeah because, some of that because the yeah. true person yeah. who made it is actually transphobic he's a white nerd who was, who was in his car and he made it up on the spot let me uh let me advocate for the straight white men here because you know that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you know thank you we okay. need a voice for so, we need a voice for the straight white men. i've lived ahead, my man. whole life i feel like i feel like i'm a good dude like i've lived my whole life i haven't really 
directly oppressed anyone or treated anybody bad in any sort of way. But my my people, my culture have been dominant, like my ancestors and even my parents and stuff. I just feel like I'm just a kid, you know? I'm chilling, I'm living. And people are sort of taking away my opinions on cultural topics like, oh, you're a straight white male, you can't talk if you're not gay or if you're not ethnic. So if I have an opinion about something or a preference about something, why am I being called all these like names like transphobic or homophobic and all that sort of stuff just because I have certain preferences? So I see a guy, I see the savior on TikTok. He makes this thing and it's a joke, but I can hop on this. I can make it serious because at the scale that it's at right now, it, it's pretty much a real thing. Like I can use this to protect myself. So but you're insecure about your own situation. Yeah, yeah. If you're actually yeah, that's, straight, that's, that's, you yeah, don't have to thing. say you're stupid straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't have to it's say it. Some, you don't have to come yeah. out and say it. You, you just be it. Like it's, like it's just it's a way to say I'm super straight. As in, I I reject transgender people as, as for as a sexual desire. They're great. They're good people, but I reject that for myself. And I am you have 100%. to come out and reject it. Why do you have to come out and say it? The reason why these movements because... even came, even came to be, was because of discrimination against these minority communities, and that's the reason why they have to go out and do these giant protests and things like that. And that's the reason why it's so strong in saying I am this transgender person and I stand for this. This is the reason why. So there's no, there's been no protest against being heterosexual. Like there's no protest against it. There's, there's no one has put you behind or given you less. So right. there's, you know, nothing has been taken from you. So it, it so just, there's not equal kind of a situation. Just, I, I feel like as a straight white it's, male, it's, I went to the movie It's all theater. based on fear. I went uh, to the is. movie theater to see Charlie's Angels as a straight white man. Okay. And in Charlie's Angel, they were just bashing straight white men for okay, being straight movie. white men. That's so I just, I feel movie. like, I feel like even though my people have been on the top and been oppressing others for so long, I personally should not have to be bashed for the actions of, of, of my people. You know okay, what I mean? that's understandable. So I, as a person, I don't, I don't want to be bashed watching Charlie's Angels, you know what I mean? You're not being bashed. You're, You're personalizing uh, that bashing. Yeah, so don't take on the weight of the world and the weight of all whites onto your shoulder. It's, it's, it's really, if you try and take on, oh, you know, my, my ancestors were slave owners, so now I can't speak up about anything right. that I have an opinion about. You're, you're literally doing that to yourself. Right, and, and then and if, you take on, if you take on the opposite end of the spectrum, which is what people do sometimes, and then they come up and they're like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry for what, you know, we did to you guys and stuff. And it's like, you're not, you're, you're, first of all, you're not even responsible. And, you, you know, you, you don't, yeah, you, they're, they're not responsible. Do we want to keep going, guys? Or do we want to come off and come back on? We're going to, we're going to do a, a, Let's, a take five real quick. Okay. And, we, can, um, we, can, we can wrap it. Or, you guys or wrap? We didn't even talk about no, Aunt Jemima. No. Oh, oh, let's, let's, let's take five. Listen, I'm going to take five. Let's 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 take five, everybody. We'll be back. Break.